0: You're listening to Make Believe Champions, a special presentation of the second half of our recent adventure, Brightport Buccaneers. Hello friends, fans, and listeners, and welcome back to the second part of our Make Believe Champions adventure featuring a ragtag band of, uh, <laughs> folks. We hope that you enjoyed the last episode, and I know we left you at a bit of a cliffhanger, so we want to get right back into the action, but first let me give a quick little recap. In the first half of Brightport Buccaneers, we followed the story of our five adventurers, Torn Bladescale, Yenrik Silverthorne, Joseph Stormbright, Kellen Dimble, and of course, Sir Charles of Berryness, as they landed at the port in Brightport and began to make their way through the city, headed toward some business that Joseph had in town. After a quick skirmish with some hot feet, who were after Joseph for some uh, questionable business decisions, they took off into Greater Brightport. Along the way, they ran into some familiar faces. They stopped by the Drunken Lizard, where they met Hjalmar, the lizardfolk innkeep that we all know and love. And on their way deeper in towards central Brightport, they actually bumped into a familiar uh, tiefling bard and her champion companion. Little did they know they were going out of the frying pan and into the fire, if you will. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) As they found the fight club that Yenrik was so anxious to see in the burning building, they found another tiefling trying to save folks who we have just discovered is the wife of the governor of Brightport, Lord Sebastian Blackfire. And her name, familiar as it may be, is Talia.
1: Oh, we were actually, Miss Blackfire, we were actually coming to, uh, speak to your husband.
2: Well, perhaps I can help you.
1: Well, we're actually trying to look for Siren, specifically.
2: Siren Darkbolt?
1: Yes, the Darkbolt, yes. Uh, Father, father, daddy Darkbolt.
2: (laughs) Is he your father?
1: Not my father, but, uh...
2: Oh, I, I don't really, uh, okay, it's, it's all a bit confusing. (laughs) Yes, he is with my husband. They had business tonight and weren't able to come.
0: Joseph, you're nearby. You're hearing this if you at any point want to step in. I'm ready Um, to step in at any moment. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She sees you again. Which She spoke to you, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I thought so because you recognized her.
2: Master Dragonborn, are you all companions? Are you here together?
0: Yes, we're
3: all searching for the mayor and this dark bolt. I see. I'm Captain Joseph Stormbright.
2: Joseph Stormbright. It is nice to make your acquaintance. Yenrik here saved my life, quite possibly. He says you are seeking an audience with my husband and Sirin Darkbolt. Yes. I suppose I could offer you my assistance. It seems such a small reward for such a great act of kindness and bravery.
3: Oh, my heart is just overflowing right now with with <laughs> happiness. Is, is it? For this scenario. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it saved my life. <laughs> and my business. Is that so? Possibly. Okay. Potentially. What do you say? We would be eternally grateful for any help that you could give us.
2: I could direct you towards my husband and send him word. Or, or even give you a note or something to gain you an audience, if that would help. Yes,
3: that would be magnificent.
2: Just um, well, actually, I generally keep a bit of spare parchment on me. I like to jot down notes from time to time. So just, just give me a moment.
0: She grabs. Amazing
1: that it didn't catch fire.
0: <laughs> well, it's in her pockets, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a good thing you saved her from that wall and beam of yeah, fire. Yeah, it's a good thing. It would have burnt them pockets right up. She wouldn't have any parchment. <laughs> Maybe not any hands. <laughs> or legs. Uh, <laughs> or legs. So. No. so she is... Uh, well, she she could, uh, could be dead. She could be very dead. Um, <laughs> We'd
1: have
2: to
1: take the okay. parchment from her pocket. To oh, <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Right <write a> no <laughs> <nose.
0: laughs> She steps aside, she takes out a piece of parchment that she has. Beats. She takes her finger, actually, and you see it sort of like sparking as she's writing on it. And she just writes a quick note on this parchment, and then she rolls it up. She tears a piece of fabric from her tunic, which is a very beautiful, like, uh, dark black velvet she reaches up to her collar and she pulls off some sort of like a brooch. She sticks the brooch inside the parchment, rolls it up, sort of tucks it, folds it, and then ties it with a ribbon. And then you see her take to her finger and sort of trace the seam to seal it. And you see these little sparks like coming up on it, almost like she's searing it.
2: Take this note and head to the northernmost part of Brightport. You'll find our home there. Just follow the main road until you come to the governor's estate. You can't miss it. Take it there, and the guards at the gate will let you pass if you show them this. The guards will know what to do. They'll take you directly to Sebastian. I've instructed him to answer any call you might give that is within his power.
3: Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else we can do for you before we go, anything we can do
0: here?
2: What? do for me? You've saved my life and the lives of our people. (sighs) You have done enough.
0: As she says that, someone walks up behind her, kind of pulls uh, like like puts a hand uh, on her elbow and steps around and uh, you all see someone that you don't recognize. Joseph Might. He's got gray hair, mm. short. Has a scar that comes down the side mm. of his face that connects to the corner of his mouth. And he looks ticked off. <laughs> Talia, if I might have a word, it seems that someone decided to burn down our beautiful establishment. He turns, seeing you all. If you all would excuse me, I have some uh, business to attend to. She turns looking, she says,
2: Ah yes, Shiv. I'm so sorry about the club. I know it meant a lot to you. Don't worry, I'm certain that Sebastian will help in any way that he can.
0: Joseph?
3: I ain't say nothing to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard that the uh, the few of you were helping save lives down there, and thank you for that. I guess it's it's something.
3: Yes. Glad to
4: do
0: what we can. You're you're welcome. What are your names, if I might ask, so I can remember the the good people, the good souls who help in times of need.
3: <laughs> ah, my name is Joseph Stormbright.
0: Joseph. (laughs) Have we met? Uh, maybe. The name sounds familiar, but...
1: Upon seeing that and kind of seeing the history of Joseph and these halflings, Mm -hmm. I would step up and be like, I am Yenrik, your next champion, when the building gets rebuilt.
0: We will certainly need a new one. I think our current champion might have... hmm, Let's just say he and I are going to have a long discussion. He, I, and his little manager.
1: Can I uh, kind of... Ins- I, I don't want to say inside check, but kind of see uh, what his intention... How he's kind of...
0: He's, uh, he's angry.
1: He does sound angry? Okay. I mean,
0: he has a scar across his face, so maybe he always looks angry, but he seems angry. Okay. He so- looks like he is fuming.
1: Upon seeing, hearing that, I... Not gonna bring up his current champion seeing him, but I would <laughs> say, uh, I would be like, uh, I'm gonna stay silent. <laughs> I'm gonna stay silent to that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: just like, mm hmm. Torrin? I am Torrin Bladescale, and uh, I'm happy to have helped and save as many people as I can. I would recommend getting a medical attention to that one. I try to heal him a little bit, but. And I gesture to the guy I'd carried out the when I was in the fight. Oh, don't worry. He heals well.
5: A little shiver goes down my spine when he says that. <laughs> it's Kellen, Kellen. Yeah, kind of tips tips that
0: at him. Nice to make your acquaintance. Uh, if you could all excuse me, I do have uh, yeah, you're good a business that just burned to the ground. But thank you again. He turns, leading the wife of Sebastian away. She gives you all a passing glance once more. And a, a nod of respect as she turns and walks away.
1: Remember Yenrek. Remember the name. <laughs> Remember <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> Remember oh. me. All
5: right, I guess we go into the governor's house. Yeah,
1: sounds like a plan. Let's get to the chopper.
5: I'm gonna ninja jump up to the rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna burn another spell slot? Oh, when does it end? I didn't even think of that. A minute, I think. A minute. Yeah. You out of no, time, my boy?
0: <laughs> yeah, you out of time. So you guys are going to start making your way toward uh, the central part of Brightport. Central Brightport, if you will. Yeah. Let's get there.
1: Is there a lot of people on the ground kind of coughing on the smoke and stuff before we...
0: There are a lot of people around that are coughing and, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a of a crowd. So it's, it's easy for you all to slip away.
1: I would probably make a point to, like, uh, help a couple people stand up, pat their back, like... Smile at
0: them. Give them your business card. <laughs>
1: Give them my business card. Hi, I'm the
0: next champion. <laughs> I'm Yenrik. Yeah, don't forget, uh, I don't saved forget about Yenrik. Gotta yeah. get my name out there. <laughs> okay, Sunday, you kiss Sunday, a few babies, uh, you know, high-five a few guys on the way out. There you go. Joseph, East. you make your way north toward the northern point of Brightport where you where you know the uh, the home of Lord Sebastian Blackfire is waiting. You all are moving through Brightport. Uh, you smell like smoke, but you're okay. Yes. Maybe feeling good about saving some lives. Maybe feeling bad about some clubs burning down, Yenric, and I don't know. You're moving toward the home, the mansion of Lord Sebastian Blackfire. And I say mansion because as you approach it, oh, it's a mansion. It is huge. It is, you know, it's an huge. estate, if you will. And there it's fenced, hedged and fenced. And as you approach the gate, the road, a, a long cobblestone drive leads up to the gate of Lord Sebastian Blackfire. On the gate is a large B that is sort of like flame looking, like a swooping, swirling letter that almost looks like flames. It's like a, you know, just a fancy letter where the gates meet. Standing on either side are a couple of figures, a couple of humans uh, dressed in. Not like heavy armor, but, you know, armored uh, weapons, and they are obviously watchmen guards of some kind. Uh, The gates are shut and locked. You approach what you do.
3: You say they're humans? Yeah, humans. Aw, man.
0: Humans. Why'd you say, aw, man? What were you hoping for? I I was
3: hoping they were hot feets.
0: Oh, hot feets. Hot feets.
3: Who has the note? Me, or did...
0: I'm pretty sure that uh, she gave it to you.
3: Okay. So I walk up to the gates and to the men. Uh-huh. Say we have business with the mayor. There's important news that needs to be shared. And I hold out a note to them.
0: Uh, the mayor is currently conducting business and he has expressly told us that there would be no visitors tonight, so I'm afraid I'm not gonna be able to to let you in. What, what's this?
3: I think you're gonna wanna read this.
0: He takes the note, he kind of gives you a look. He's like, that's fine, but I'm not going to disobey the mayor's direct orders. And the other guy's kind of like, yeah, what's this guy thinking? He's not going to take no orders. He reads the paper. He opens it, and uh, the brooch slides out, and he looks at it. And what he does, he, there's a dawn of recognition. He goes, <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, um, uh, let, me, let me see. And he begins to read the note. Ah, I see. This is from uh, Lady Blackfire. Lady Talia. Yes, I just let out a slight smile. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think we can make an exception for the lady. And uh, sorry about the rudeness. Yes. Please don't mention that to her if you see her. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, try not to. Uh, I will let you. Show, the note says to give this back to you. Please come with us. I'll lead you to the door, and one of the servants can take you to. Uh, the governor. Thank you. Uh, He hands you the note back. It's been opened now, uh, and he hands you the brooch.
3: Also, if you're tired of guard duties and you're looking for some adventure, (laughs) I'm looking to uh, increase my crew members.
0: Oh, really, really? What sort of crew are we talking, he says, as he's leading you across the the grounds toward the mansion?
3: We do a lot of business. Uh, You know, forging selling things
0: interesting interesting
3: forging in uh (laughs) cities if that makes sense
0: he says he
5: maybe pays well (laughs) i thought he said forging i was like
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what about the bear uh and is oh yeah 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 he's good trust me he's good i'm saying is he part of the crew
5: yes he's he's that's that's my brother
3: Oh, kidding. so we've made up our minds, have we? <laughs> we've made up our minds, have we? He's your
0: brother. Charlie says, spirit brothers, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, no, we don't need... Hey, what was that movie called? Brother Bear. Big brother brother Bear. Bear. Brother Bear. <laughs> not Big Brother Bear. That's... Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. i got a pretty good gig here. Uh, the governor pays pretty well. Uh, but, you know, I'm not against the life... Of, uh,
3: I'm just know. saying we collect loot, I mean, uh, uh, funds from... All sorts of different places. Right, right, right.
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, maybe stop by on your way out and you know, we'll see. Maybe an offer, you know? An offer you can't refuse. I'm just kidding. I don't know why this keeps coming up. <laughs> <on. laughs>
1: this godfather thing keeps coming there's up. So much
0: godfather. <laughs> I mean, we are dealing with like the mafia here. So yeah. come to the door. Uh, there's a large door knocker. He re- knocks it. Uh, a couple moments later, a halfling comes to the door dressed in like a little tuxedo looking thing. Like a little suit. He's got a hat, a monocle, and a cane. Wow. Wow. He says, yes. We have business with the governor. Oh, I see. Well, I can take you to the governor, but he did say there wouldn't be no visitors tonight.
3: Well, you might want to read this.
0: You hand him the note?
1: <laughs> yeah. G- give him the brooch, too. Uh,
0: well, I'll look at the note, but I'm pretty sure that he said, No, I'm visitors, and he kind of adjusts his monocle. I don't expect I'll be breaking the rules for the likes of you. <laughs> he looks down. You hand him the brooch. <laughs> ah, is this, is this from the lady, Blackfire? Indeed. Did she give you this note for me? <laughs> what? <clears throat> Did she give you this note for me? Yes. Well, not for you, but... She is quite a lovely lady, isn't she? Definitely.
1: Probably gave it to us for someone above your
0: status. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me, sir, but I am quite an honorable halfling. I have served the governor of this city for many years since I was but a child. Yes, you are very honorable.
1: It is quite cold out here, if we can just uh, speak to the governor.
0: It's not cold, but I suppose I should not hold <laughs> you up if you have this. Well, that suit
1: must be rather warm then, I guess.
0: <laughs> if you would please follow me, I will take you to the muster of the mansion, please. The governor, if you'd like to follow me.
1: Behind him, I'm mouthing like...
0: I'm growling to Charlie and just saying, I really don't like the city life.
1: You're just growling?
0: (laughs) 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 Charlie says, I don't know. I kind of like it here, Kellen. I think we could fit in quite well amongst these. It's like trees, only buildings instead. There's water here and food, and I quite like this mansion. Think I could have my own room? You did call me a knight for uh, a reason.
5: It's true, but um, pillows need it. We need steaks. Quite, quite a bit of money. You know I don't eat steak.
0: I do. Well, that's true. <laughs> you never give me steak. Well, it's because it's hard to find steak. You never give me meat. All you eat is berries. I eat veggies too. Like any bear, I enjoy a sweet every You're once in a while. A herbivore. I'm not.
5: No, omnivore. <laughs> sorry, mixed up. You eat both. Don't speak
0: of things you do not understand.
1: I can be a bear too, for an hour. Yes. I'm again awkwardly just kind of like looking at the <laughs> other th-
0: the other two. Like you guys can hear what Kellen's saying. He's speaking common. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes. You start you've you've gone into okay. Whatever, Charlie can understand you, but they can't understand Charlie. Yes. Okay. No, this is this bickering is going back and forth as you guys are traveling through this lush, plush mansion. You see great, enormous, like, um, chandeliers, gold and silver trimming. Uh, You cross over a great antechamber, leads into, um, like I see, there's a sitting room on the left. There is an entertaining room on the right with a large organ. The butler leads you down a couple hallways. You come down a hall, and you come to a great spiral staircase that begins to lead down. He says, the governor, uh, he's having business... In the catacombs, it is acquired, uh, uh, generally only allowed for the friends of the family, but I suppose we, we will go on the instructions of the lady. Would you like to take this? And he hands the uh, note and the brooch back to you, Joseph.
3: Yes. Thank you.
0: You will need that. Keeps going. All right. Uh, you guys are going down the stairs. Still going down the stairs. Still going down the stairs.
3: Jeez.
4: While we're going down the stairs, I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask our our little butler. So, dude, do, do you did you ever make a board game? You just remind me of someone.
0: What is this board game of which you speak? Like a puzzle? I
4: played it many many years ago. It you bought these like places and you move little tokens around the oh, board. God. It was it was a fun game. My friends did not like me after I played them it.
5: Them. I don't know Torin. I I kind of think he reminds me of like a. Like a are you gonna say the like peanut guy. Somebody that, that makes <laughs> chips. It's the peanuts guy. No, like somebody who makes chips. chips. You know, like a, like uh, probably really neat chips that yeah. are like in a can.
1: Yeah, very neat. Uh, like, like a long kind of can? Chips. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
5: that's like very neat and tidy chips. What
0: are you trying to say?
5: I'm just, do you remind us
0: of someone? It's a compliment, probably. Are you familiar with the Pringle family?
5: <laughs> Please that's, tell me that's canon. his name is not Pringle. You're gonna make that. Oh canon. no!
0: <laughs> no, his name. Okay, okay, fine. Yes, his name is is Win Pringle.
5: Win Pringle. Yes, but
0: it's spelled W Y N N, so it's fantasy. Aha! Uh-huh. Gotcha. Win Pringle. <laughs> right. I've never heard exactly. of these sort of stacked chips, but it sounds interesting. You should. Perhaps I should look into this. What uh, What is your name? Win.
5: Uh, last name Pringle. Hmm. I mean, you could always call them Pringles or
0: Wingles. Who would be so vain as to name their products after themselves?
1: We might get a lawsuit from them.
0: <laughs> Kellen, roll me a perception check.
1: Okay. Roll persuasion to not get a lawsuit.
5: <laughs> what is it? It is an 18 plus.
0: That's good. Your perception's not bad. It's a plus seven. Oh, geez. That's a 25. Wow. So as you're as you're conceptualizing Pringles, okay. <laughs> you notice uh, as you all are coming on the stairs, you you come to another platform and it turns and you see up ahead a um, you're about to just continue going down. You see there's a door that is cracked open about I don't know a third of the way and there is a uh, a figure that walks by. She has golden hair down to her waist, dressed in a beautiful flowing dress and tall pointed ears. Hmm. Something about her just sticks out to you. You're not sure what it is, but something seems familiar.
5: I'm going to knock on the door.
0: Okay, everybody's going down the stairs. Do you say anything to them, or you just let them go?
5: Hold on a second, guys. What's up? I would stop and turn. Hold on a second. Uh, I knock on the door.
0: You sort of knock the door and peek in?
5: Uh, Yes.
0: There is a woman... Uh, an elven woman sitting in front of what looks like a large, like a, like a vanity, I guess. She's got a brush. She is brushing her hair. Yes?
5: Uh, hello, madam. Have we met before?
0: Um, no, I'm afraid we haven't. Um, can, I, can I help you?
5: I feel like I know you from somewhere. Uh, may I have your name?
0: My name? Yes. What, what is your name? My name is Kellen Dimble. Dimble. I don't know any Dimbals. My name is Leandra Darkbolt. Oh, okay. Um, well, I actually
5: met your son, I believe.
0: She just stops looking. Uh, you see her face kind of drop, and she says, My son? Yes, Lorik. She's still kind of got her back turned towards you. She puts the uh, brush down and she stands. As she does, you see her arm draped under her stomach, which is large with child. My, uh, You you know loric? Yes. How is how is he? It has been so long uh, since I've seen him. He is...
5: He is doing very well right now. Uh, he actually asked me to deliver a message to you and your husband. What? But he said that I could only give it to you You if you were both
0: together. You said your name is Kellen Dimble. Yes, ma'am. Larek and his father aren't exactly on good terms. I'm afraid that if you... I'm afraid that that Siren won't be particularly pleased to hear a message from him.
5: Yes, ma'am, but... I would like to say it to you, but honestly...
0: My husband is, is far beneath in the catacombs. As you can see, I'm great with child. Lark is to have a little brother or sister. Ah. I would like for him to, to meet them when they are born, but just please, it has been some months since we have heard any news from our son. If yes. you could just tell me that he is safe. Yes, he is. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Is Kellen's intention to lie to her right now? Or is he just building up to let her down easy?
5: Yes, he's building up to let
1: her down easy.
0: Well, you see a uh, a breath. She lets out a breath. Oh, thank the gods. I had feared the worst.
1: I'm just kind of looking down at the ground.
0: She sits back down in her chair. What is the, what is the message?
1: Ma'am,
5: it started some time ago. Me, Lorik... And another man, the Servants from Branshire, and also a man, a very strange half elf named Jim and Guy. We all set on a, an adventure to save the world.
0: Yes, he, he was summoned. Uh, Lark was summoned. Something about a prophecy. I, I didn't know if there was anything to it. You're saying that, that you were involved? Yes. Where is he? If you were with him, where is he?
5: That is the message I bear. Lorik paid the ultimate sacrifice, that not only saved our group, but also saved the entire world, so it would be a better place.
0: I I don't I don't understand. Are you saying, when you say he, ultimate sacrifice, that does, that sounds?
5: He is on a different plane right
0: now. Kellen Dimble, if you could please be frank. Are you telling me that my son is dead?
5: Yes, ma'am. I'm terribly sorry. And I made a promise to him before he passed. That I would come back and tell his father, who he always just wanted to please... Tell him how great he was during his final moments.
0: She just melts out of her chair onto the floor, on her knees. She is just wailing and weeping.
1: I'm going to nudge Kellen a little bit toward her. I'm going to go towards her.
0: Okay.
5: And I'm going to try my best to comfort her.
0: She just weeps. She doesn't say anything.
5: I'm going to begin to tell her of all the crazy things, and the the good moments of Lord Dark Vault.
0: She just weeps and weeps um, as you're talking. After a moment, when she's able to just regain her composure for a moment, she says, "Thank you for telling me. Um, there will come a, a, a day when I will want to hear all of these stories, but it's not today."
5: I understand.
0: My husband is beneath Can you please Can you go And deliver this message
5: Yes ma'am I can
0: And when you are done tell him that I am waiting for him Yes ma'am Thank you Mr. Dimble You're welcome She gets back in her chair And she goes back to brushing her hair You step outside
5: Yep I step back outside,
1: open the door. As you step outside, Yenrik kind of faltered a little <laughs> as he had like a glass up against uh. the door.
5: <laughs> and then he's like, oh. Yeah, oh, you're good. Oh. That was much better than what I expected it was going to go.
0: Shall we continue?
5: Yes, yes we shall,
0: Mr. Pringles.
5: dear god i regret it so much
0: it's canon pringles it's canon now you can't
5: edit out multiple mr pringles
0: all right (laughs) you all continue down the stairs
1: pringles pringles pringles
0: Uh, after a time you uh notice the walls change you come into what seems to be like a staircase that is leading down through stone it's cooler down here and, as you approach the bottom of the stairs, you can hear the sound of running water, not like a sink, obviously, like a uh, you know like a natural river. You all know that Brightport is built over top of a river that leads toward an estuary that dumps into the sea and the where you 're at right now is the northernmost part. It is where the river splits around the island, and these stairs have apparently led underneath the city, underneath the island that central Brightport is built upon. And now that you've come out underneath here, you can see that you're in a large sort of. He described it as a catacombs. It's not like graves. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just a large stone underbelly to the city underneath the mansion of Lord Sebastian Blackfire. You are in this large open area. It's cool. There are torches lining the walls. And what you see is you see up ahead a small, uh, like a, a dock. I guess it's like a dock. You know, it's just like a wooden. Plank platform. There is a boat tied up there. It's it's not like a it's not a ship like a giant ship, uh, but a decent sized boat. Kellen, seeing it, you're reminded of uh, of Wolf Spain. Rest in peace. There goes another you know, tier about Jeez. that size. You know, there's no uh, there's no cabin, but it is large enough to hold about the same number of people. And you see a boat tied up there. There is something on it, some sort of Something a, a large item that is covered in uh, these black cloths. Something covered up looks like maybe something to be delivered or something to be shipped. Whatever it's sitting on this ship, you can tell it's 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 sort of sticks out, covered in these black drapes. And standing before it, there are three men, three figures. From where you are all standing, you can see three uh, individuals. One is a tiefling, black skin horns that come up and then straight back and then sort of point down uh his hair is cut uh very neatly around it it's not down around his shoulders it's short on the top or short on the sides and a little longer on the top and parted he is dressed to the nines he's got a black tunic that comes down almost to his knees like a almost like a jacket but it's buttoned up the front very almost like Japanese looking, if that makes sense. With these large buttons, he has a silver wristlet around his wrist, and he has a hand up around his chin where he is uh, stroking a like a pointed goatee. You see another man standing there. He is wearing a hood, he is cloaked. He's wearing a black and purple cloak. You can't see his face. He is He's he's kind of kind of viewing him from the side. His face is, is shrouded in shadow. The other is a straight-backed, thin, wiry high elf with silver hair slicked back with a little bit of a crooked nose pointing down and a very intense look in his eyes. He's wearing blue robes with silver trimmings, and he is listening as the other two speak fervently. Pringles steps forward. He goes not all the way up to him, but he kind of makes half the distance and signals for you all to follow him and you all make about half the distance toward them and then he just stops and waits, waits for them to recognize that you're all there and uh, sort of make the first move. The three are talking with uh, the elven man sort of mostly listening. After a moment uh, Blackfire sort of notices you all standing there. He holds up a finger like a moment and he looks a little bit aggravated if not angry that you're all there. Uh, you all see Pringles look a little nervous, start shuffling his feet a bit, adjusting his monocle, kind of leaning on his uh, cane, looking around nervously as you're all waiting. Perception. That's okay. What it is. Okay. I don't know. Uh, why don't you all roll me a perception yeah. check?
1: <laughs> I got a twelve. Okay. Yeah, I saw. So I got an eighteen. Uh, I got a. Sixteen.
0: Okay, I got a twenty-three. So you're all um, doing pretty well on those perceptions. You don't notice any imminent danger or anything like that. There's not like uh, you know a hot group feet. of hot feet just lurking around the corner ready to jump and kill you all. The truth is, Kellen, you don't really notice much. You notice everything I described. You one hundred percent know from that profile and that face that that's Siren Darkbolt. Right. Upon seeing him, you also realize like why you were struck by the appearance of his mother you can see Laoric all over her you know yeah. you can see it in her features her features as you saw her, you know mm-hmm. you could tell that he looks most like her but the sort of grimace, the sort of angry look on siren's face is the same look that you saw on Loric from time to time when he would become consumed by purpose uh, in a moment Torin you don't notice anything but you uh, getting a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. Just an uncomfortable feeling? Yeah, an uncomfortable feeling. Uh, and it, it seems like an uncomfortable... I don't know. From your studies concerning the things of, of magic and of the goddess Prevalian and those things that are divine, you sense a sort of wrongness. You can't exactly pinpoint it. You just have a little bit of an eerie feeling
4: so I have a quick question my divine sense yes. does and uh-huh. is that kind of like a spell where people know I cast it or is it just something that kind of happens
0: yeah it's something like that it's just your ability to detect good and evil so you, you sort of just sense the presence of strong evil like a noxious odor it's, it's not like oh well everybody knows now
4: um, okay, that, I think I might just want to use that I'm getting that feeling.
0: Okay, you are tuning into your divine senses. We're going to come back around to that. Okay. Joseph. Yes. You've got a letter in your hand. It's open now where you can see it. It says kill these four. I'm just kidding. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's what you're thinking. It's, it doesn't. Um, you we know, haven't
1: actually read it. We probably haven't. should have read. We probably shouldn't read that.
0: But uh, you, you kind of glance down at you know you're you're waiting it's sort of this awkward moment where you're waiting, and uh, you, you know you shuffle the the note in your hand. You do the brooch kind of <laughs> slides around you. It, it slides out into your palm. You look down at it. It looks odd. Oh no. What? I throw What's it wrong? into the water. <laughs> it looks a little bit odd. It, you kind of pull it up. You're, you're examining it. It is gold on the back. Uh, there's nothing written on it. Just a little pin for a lapel. But on the front, it has a like a reddish gold background carved into it. Is the this emblem? It the best way you could describe it would be as a black swirly.
3: I throw it in the water. <laughs> I burn the place down.
0: You don't. You don't recognize it. It gives you a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. You don't really know what it is. Yeah. But I mean, I do. Uh, right. But Joe doesn't. Joseph has no idea what it is. Uh, about that time, Blackfire steps towards you all. Hello. Uh, welcome to my home. Uh, I see that the four of you have intruded upon my business.
3: Yes. Uh, sorry about that. I have a little note for you here. If you don't care to read.
0: He is just shooting daggers at Pringles with his eyes, which is a a funny thing to say. But he, he sort of curtly takes the note from your hand. He sees the note. He sees the brooch. Ah, well, it seems that thanks are in order. I assume that you are the four that saved my wife's life. Is this true? Yes, sir. And there was a terrible fire, yes?
3: Indeed, it was bad.
0: And now I am to grant you all a favor of your choosing. I suppose. I see. Well, I shall be more than happy to oblige. But first, I am afraid I do have some business I must conclude, if you will excuse me. What are your names, by the way?
3: Ah, my name is Joseph Stormbright.
0: Joseph, you and I have business, do we not?
3: Oh, we do. Do we?
0: Yes, if you are still amenable. I was told that you are quite capable of transporting and delivering things that need to avoid the public eye.
3: I am the most professional of professional moving of things that need moved. Without being seen
4: incorporated
0: TM <laughs> Yes, well, we must all make a name for ourselves uh, somehow, Joseph, and this particular cargo is one that uh, requires the utmost discretion, if you understand, and um, I uh, needing it to be delivered by sea to Barland's Pass. This is the very business uh, concerning which I hope to speak with you today. I see. Perhaps I could um, procure this favor from you, and then you would, of course, behold a favor from me.
1: I do like favors. I think we may have already done a favor by saving your wife. I try and just, like, put my hand over his mouth as
4: soon
0: as he says that. (laughs) (laughs) What is your name?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm Yenrik.
0: Well, it is nice to make your acquaintance, Yenrik. Please do not take my comments as a slight. I'm very, very appreciative of what you have done for my dear Talia.
1: Yenrik Silverthorn.
0: Silverthorn? Really? Yes. Yes. Siren! He calls for Siren, who comes walking over. And he still has that grumpy look on his face. Do you happen to know this Silverthorn, lad? He says his name is Yenrik Silverthorn. Uh, Siren looks at you. He kind of gives you a little bit of a sneering look. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe we have been acquainted, haven't we, young Silverthorn?
1: In passing.
0: It is good to see you. I hope that your grandfather is still well. I have been gone for a bit. He is. Give him my regards. That'll be all. Uh, Blackthorn kind of chuckles a little bit. Please ignore Siren. He was born with a disability. It is the incapability of simply being cordial. Isn't that right, Siren?
1: I match his sneer with my own. After he says that
0: will be all. We will, of course, discuss our business and your reward gift, if you will, for your great acts. But first, allow me to finish this conversation that I was having with Siren and my associate. He turns to the hooded figure. Braxon if you please. I use gust and push Braxen into the water.
1: I'm going to punch him 20 times. Do I know Meteor
0: yet? <laughs> 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 I'm mean, going to, I mean, to use Hellfire. They step over to the side and uh, are kind of discussing their business quietly while the rest of you wait. Siren, however, walks over by the boat and is just kind of looking over what's over there. I'm separate.
5: going to walk up to him.
0: You it approach seems Sirin? like the
5: perfect opportunity.
0: You, you walk toward him. I say, hello, sir. It is nice to meet you. He turns on a heel very quickly, looks at you down. He, he very, very, very obviously head back down his nose. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I'm yeah. very thankful for that stare. It's been a while since I've seen that. I'm sorry, uh, Mister Dimble. Dimble, what a um, yes of the the well-known Dimble family. Yes. Uh, what can I do for you, Mr. Dimble? As you may see, I am waiting for the mayor. We have business.
5: Indeed. Uh, there is no easy way to say this, but... Uh,
0: if you're I've going become... to ask for money, let me just go ahead and stop no, sir. you now. <laughs> sir. Oh, my God.
5: I I am very well aware. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> Listen, I, I am aware of your... Uh, slight disposition to my race, and that's fine, because I've met your son.
0: Oh, I see. Yes. Lorik has made friends, has he? Yeah, indeed he has. Good stock, I can tell.
5: Yeah. Uh, me, a man by the name of Sir Vance, off to wall, from Branshire, Gemilo Karth from Venthaven, uh, and of course Guy. From Brandshire. But I made a promise to him, and so I will. Your son gave the ultimate sacrifice to save the world.
0: And what sacrifice was that?
5: The highest. I'm sorry to tell you this, but your son is not here anymore on this plane of existence.
0: What do you mean? To be
5: frank with you sir Your son is dead
0: He sort of drops his hand From his chin Who do you think you are Coming here And peddling such filth My son
5: How you don't Listen when me and Lorik first met We often fought Because of our racial differences He would often Tell me of how your distaste of gnomes made you sick of us. You
0: see a little bit of, like, a fear in his eyes? And... This is, this is foolishness. I, I won't hear any more of this. And not just that, but also your distaste for
5: my people and my Stop. mother and my father. That is enough. And also my grandfather.
0: He grabs but you yet, by the shirt.
5: I grab him by the shirt right up at his collar, and I'm staring him dead in the eyes. Stop! And yet he still gave his life To save not only me and not only my friends Stop it But the whole entire world You lie Was it really lying? All those times that you were angry with him And yelling and screaming and doing terrible things Trying to brainwash your son What terrible things? I've heard the stories Everything that you've done to him And yet he still believed that you were a great person And he still looked up to you. And all you ever wanted to do was please you.
0: He slaps you.
5: I take it. He lets go. He stumbles back. And yet he told me this. To let you know that he did not die a coward. He died an honorable death. One that is of the most high regard.
1: I bow my head in respect.
5: And that is the message that I bear for you. From your son. Lord
0: Darkbolt, My son... is dead.
5: Yes. And I'm sorry.
0: You live. Yes. What justice is there in that?
5: There is none. It could have easily been any of us
0: he leans against the stone wall he rests his forehead against the cold stone the last thing that I said to my son was that I really hoped that one day he would be worth something to me
5: if I may speak I personally think he was more than worth to you Especially after what he did. There are things in this world that I have experienced, and not only me, but also my friends and my compatriots, that break the laws of this world. Things that you wouldn't even imagine, that would break your mind.
0: What does this have to do with my son?
5: He saved all of that. Every single thing. The trees that flow in the wind, the people that play, the children that roam the streets and have fun with their friends. All of that would have easily been diminished if it was not for your son.
0: His eyes are closed, almost a glint of a tear. I understand you
5: want to compose yourself, and that's okay, but... I have another message from your wife.
0: A harbinger of messages you are.
5: Indeed. And that is the burden I've had to bear for some time now. It is not easy. Be out with it. Your wife is waiting on you. And she would like to speak to you.
0: I suppose you've already burdened her with this message of death. Indeed I have.
5: I speak for the entire Dimble family and household. Our condolences, especially during this great time of distraught and grieving.
0: Keep your condolences. And may we never meet again. And he turns and he heads up the stairs. Jeez. That was rough. Man, this is rough. Why you do this? Okay. I'm trying not to cry.
1: This is awful. Okay. (laughs) This is awful.
0: While that's going on.
1: I kind of back up as they have that
0: moment, and I just kind of
1: put my head down out of respect.
0: What about Joseph in Torin?
1: Joseph's just watching.
0: Is Joseph watching Kellen, or is he watching Blackfire?
3: He's kind of trying to take in everything, but especially probably Blackfire, since that's his business.
0: Okay. And Torin, you have cast a divine sense. Yes. So as this is going on and you're observing all of it, you get an overwhelming sense of wrongness. You can sense it flowing like a pulse of Mm. something just... Wrong. I mean, just, just wrong. Just should not exist. And uh, that feeling is coming from that boat over there.
4: Joseph being next to me, I'd probably lean over to him and be like,
0: "I am getting a terrible sense from that boat.
4: Something did, is wrong with it. Something is evil." Did you just point? I
0: talk with my hands. <laughs> <own.
1: laughs> yeah, but did Torin point oh, to the boat? Yeah, probably like just.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he would. He glanced up. that all way. Right. It's okay. No one's really paying attention to you right now.
1: Okay, all right.
5: And okay.
0: the hot feet appear because they saw you point, and you're all dead. Um. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so, uh, something terrible you say. That's probably
3: good business. It's it's almost like
4: it's just wrong. It just feels wrong. There, it it shouldn't be here. I don't think it's good for business, and I don't think it's good.
3: For Manumi. Well, I don't sense anything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
0: wonderful. Do you want to do anything in this moment, Torin?
4: Honestly, with everything that's going on, I might try and sneak over towards the boat to see if I could get a better look or even climb up on, on board. Okay,
0: go ahead. Roll me a, roll me a stealth check for disadvantage. <laughs> oh. oh.
5: Oh, uh, that's a that's a seven.
0: Mm. Okay. <laughs> not very stealthy. I um, give
5: Bardic inspiration.
0: No? <laughs> <laughs> every step sort of clinks. It's very clear that you're going over there, but no one tries to stop you uh, as you approach the boat. You get nearby. Uh, you sort of glance around to see Siren and Kellen are paying you no mind. Yenrik is is not paying you mind. Joseph's watching you. <laughs> yeah. Blackfire is ignoring you, he is talking but you see the man he's speaking to trail you with his eyes he looks like a sort of handsome man the sort of man that uh, knows his way through the world, but his eyes you can see something a similar sort of connection to that feeling that you have he doesn't do anything, doesn't move or say anything to you, but you just know he's, he's just letting you know, hey bro, I see you
1: who's the guy with uh, I think wasn't there someone wearing a cloak over their head? Yeah,
0: that's the guy. That's the one.
1: Oh, oh, okay. You
0: can see his eyes, though. Yeah, you can. And his face. Yeah, you can okay. see his eyes from from the from the angle you guys were at before. You couldn't really, but you guys have seen his face now. He even called him by name.
3: Well, and the mayor referred to him as braxton. He did. Or the governor. Yeah,
4: the mind.
0: governor. So,
4: as long as no one's stopping me, mm-hmm. I would. That would go on the boat.
0: Okay, if you're you going
4: see? on the boat. Yeah, I would. Embark just kind of poke my head around till someone stops me. I'll be oh, I was just looking
0: around. You step onto the boat. There's something. It's like a big. There's just something. It's probably. I, I mean, trying to think about what the best thing to to describe it in terms of size. It's not it's like a coffin. No, it, it's taller than that. It's probably five feet tall. It seems to have three points. Uh, with this thing draped over it.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh boy
0: <laughs> but it's under a black cloth you can't see what it is unless you want to take a peek.
3: How did I know that's what it was?
4: <laughs> I wouldn't I'm not going to take it fully off that I would lift it and like bend over just enough to see if I could see what it is
0: It's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's black, purple obsidian it seems to be made of three tall spikes that come to a point almost like a needle.
5: Oh, my Lord.
0: With these tunnels leading down through them to the bottom platform, which has tunnels carved into it in the shape of a swirling symbol.
5: Oh, Lord.
3: Is it Red just now picking up on this?
0: Upon seeing that, I,
4: I'm i just going to carefully put the cloak back, just kind of spend a minute look, pretending to look at other things on the boat, and then just rush off and go back over to Joseph. Okay.
0: About the time you're coming down, uh, Blackfire steps aside, kind of meeting you in step, and he says, "Did you like what you have seen?"
4: Oh, yes. I was just poking
0: around. I'm a curious fellow. Uh, I can never well, refuse a mystery. Curiosity can get us into some trouble. I would recommend that you be careful in the future. My associate over there, he is not so forgiving.
4: I, uh, did not, definitely did not mean any offense to your friend. I, uh, I apologize if I did.
0: Well, our business is complete, is it not, Braxton? He's kind of removed the hood now, you know? It's like, well, it's just kind of dramatic at this point. Steps over, he's got slick brown hair. Yes, uh, Sebastian, it has been great speaking with you, uh... So, am I right? This, uh, this Dragonborn here, uh, what is it, Captain? I heard uh, Joseph, is that right? You're going to be delivering my package for me? Ah, uh, yes. To Borland's Pass within, uh, let's say, three weeks? That shouldn't be a problem.
3: The wind's always with me.
0: Well, it is uh, that's a pretty quick journey, I know, but I uh, I'm expecting it in uh, in Branshire very soon. We have a festival coming up, and um, well, I'm going to need my delivery on time. Can you ensure that?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't want to ruin a good festival.
0: Good, good. Well, I promise to uh, to do my best to make sure everything goes smoothly, Sebastian. And he sort of gives him a little nod. Yes, well, I expect to hear from you as soon as it is done. And he gives him sort of a knowing look. Braxton gives him a little bit of a, a bow. of course, of course, you know you can count on me. I am, after all, a man of my word. Let it be so, Braxton. In the meantime, I will finish the preparations here with, uh, what was it again, uh, Joseph... Stormbright Stormbright Of course we will ensure that everything is delivered on time, and you must ensure that your task does not fail. Braxton gives him a nod and turns on a foot and heads up the stairs. Well, it seems that I have a job for you, Joseph. But first, I suppose I have a promise to fulfill. What sort of compensation would you like for your services to my family and my city?
3: Hmm. There is something I need.
0: And what is that?
3: I've been having a little trouble with the hot
0: feet lately. Ah, is that so? Yes, I...
3: I I realize that your city... Uh, it is... Probably known for their troubles, but uh, I'm sure you don't want your your ports uh, filled with men just coming down and attacking people, things of that nature.
0: Mr. Stormbright, you seem to be an intelligent man. (laughs) You must understand the hot feet, their blood runs deep in Brightport. Sometimes this city requires for them to take action that could be seen as somewhat uh, underhanded, you understand. Yes, of course. Even I can stop their operations completely. But I suppose I could reach out to those in power and um, try to smooth out whatever sort of dispute or bad blood there is between them and yourself.
3: That would be very beneficial to my business.
0: I suppose I could grant you some sort of immunity uh, while you are here, if that would suffice. That's great. And what of the rest of you? What can I do for you, Yenrik? According to my wife's note, it was you who pulled her from the flames directly.
1: This is after Kellen is done talking to uh, Siren. 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 He eventually like lifts his head and uh, he's like, yes, um, I did have the honor of saving her. Well, I came here to become a champion in the fights. actually.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Well, I can promise you this. The Hot Feet are not going to let the fight club stay down for long. Uh, it is too much of a, um, a cash cow for them, if you will. I could uh I could probably get you top billing or even uh, perhaps sponsor you as a fighter if that would please you.
1: Hmm. Something I'd have to think on for sure, but uh
0: sounds promising. Well, even if you would not like for me to sponsor you directly, I could uh, speak to those in power and ensure that your name is uh, on their minds and ready for once the Fight Club has reopened, so that you can show your strength.
1: Yes, I'd like to uh, test just how good I am, how adept I am in the arena.
0: I am a man who keeps his promises, Yenrik, so I can ensure you I will do everything within my power to uh, to give you your chance.
1: I appreciate it, and I bow a little bit.
0: And what of you, my dragonborn friend? Please correct me if I am wrong, but are you not a paladin of the goddess Prevalian? That is correct.
4: My name is Torin. It's great to meet you, Mr- oh,
0: Lord Sebastian. Thank you. It is uh, good to make your acquaintance. What can I do for a Paladin of Privalian?
4: Well, I could honestly use a better sword. Something that <laughs> could hit a little hard. <laughs> something almost magical.
0: Actually, the Lord Siren Darkbolt and I have been working on a collection of uh, rare magical items of this caliber, and. Uh, Perhaps I would have something that would work for you, but I cannot offer you anything today, unfortunately. But are you going to be traveling with uh, Joseph here on his journey to Barland's Pass?
4: Yes, yes I am.
0: Well, then I can have a new weapon ready for you by the time that you return.
4: That sounds perfect.
0: I'd love that. He gives you a little nod. Uh, And last but not least, uh, Sir Gnome. What can the governor of Brightport do for one such as yourself?
5: Honestly, I don't really think of anything that I want right now. I've done what I needed to do. I feel pretty great. I think I'm going to accompany my uh, new friend, Joseph.
0: I appreciate your honesty. If you ever find yourself in need and you are in my city do not hesitate to call upon me.
5: Sounds good to me.
0: Now, Mr. Stormbright you are a captain I assume that you are more than capable of sailing a boat such as this one right here. Uh, If you would like you may take it. Simply sail it Through the channels, out to the sea, to your own ship to transport this item of great importance.
3: Ah, that would be great. I'm looking to start my own fleet.
0: Well, as I said, this ship, or boat, I am certain it pales in comparison to whatever ship you are currently uh, maintaining. Of course. And upon confirmation of uh, the shipment, you will of course be paid very handsomely. Ah, that's... that's great. You can consider this small boat a down payment.
3: That's amazing.
0: And of course, as discussed, I will immediately send word to the hot feet upon returning to my quarters upstairs to, uh, to grant you said immunity. Ah, yes. Thank you. This has been a fateful meeting. It's yes, very yes. Nice. One that I will not soon forget.
4: It's been uh, an honor to make your acquaintance. It's
0: been a pleasure. He turns and goes up the stairs. Pringles goes with him.
1: As he does, I'm just going to turn to the captain and be like, Well, I don't expect that they'll have the fight club up for a week. So if you're willing to bring me back, I am willing to go with you on this journey. I have no business here until the fight club is now, is up again.
5: I reach out my hand and I walk towards Joseph and I say, well, I guess I have become a new shipmate. And Charlie, (laughs) too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. I could really eat. Yeah, I know. Like, a lot.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I'm actually pretty hungry myself, too.
0: I suppose we're going to ride on this boat, are we?
5: Yeah, just like good old times. Remember the last time we rode on a boat? Ah, yes.
0: Wolfsbane. Mm. I miss her. Yeah, I miss Spain as well. Yes, remember that time Guy vomited in the cabin?
5: Yeah, that was pretty awful. Guy vomiting all over the cabin. And it dried there. It, we didn't ever pick it up.
0: <laughs> I miss Guy. Yeah, we all miss Guy. Kellen, what you did was hard. I think that Lorik he's watching somewhere and I think that he appreciates you I wonder if he's twitching oh most certainly (laughs) but you were a good friend to him yeah and to me
5: let's go check this boat and see if there's food
0: he takes off running toward the boat so do I (laughs) full kill. I cast long strider you all go hop on the boat yep
3: uh, as new crew members. <laughs> 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 Here we go. We just received a new ship and we need a name for it. Oh, great. Any ideas?
5: I've got one. Yes. How about Wolfsbane? Wolfsbane?
3: You sure that name's not already taken by another ship?
4: <laughs> How about Wolfsbane 2, Electric Bubble. <laughs> I'm
5: I like it. It's <laughs> quite
0: the mouthful.
3: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Amazing.
1: Alright. Okay. okay.
3: And then I want to pull something out of my pack. Okay. A flag. Mm-hmm. Noise. And maybe you all haven't had much dealings with pirates but you would probably recognize it as a pirate flag
0: you have now, now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you signed up for the wrong boat boys oof <laughs> Seems um, like it. you know i really didn't think about this what what is it
3: it's a it's obviously a black flag and it has of course a uh, it's a red skull and instead of crossbones it has lightning bolts Red Skull and Red Lining Golds. Nice. That is amazing. No, uh, I like that. Charlie, did we just become pirates? And since you are my crew members, you should know that my true name is Linnaeus Darkstorm. Linnaeus
4: Darkstorm. <laughs>
3: Darkstorm. Don't tell me you've never heard of me before. <laughs> the infamous pirate. Linnaeus Darkstorm. <laughs> have
0: we heard of him before. Uh, yeah, you, you've all heard of an infamous pirate by the name of Darkstorm, except for Kellen.
5: Yeah, I, I, we've lived in the woods. I'm pointing at Charlie. I'm yeah, like, they've been in the woods their
0: whole life. But you two have been down the by the sea. You've definitely heard of Darkstorm.
1: I do have a, I do have a question. Yes. Is he known for his fighting ability? <laughs> no. No. Okay.
0: He's known for his piracy.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: so, Charlie, we just became pirates.
0: Um, yeah, we became pirates, guys. Um, it seems that way. Our um, Arr- <laughs> uh, 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 um,
4: as soon as this happens and until I get him all alone, Torren is just going to be quiet, <laughs>
0: just stone quiet. <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, what was what was underneath that tarp, Torrin <laughs>
0: Are you guys sailing the boat yet? Yeah, we're sailing.
5: We're taking off. Can we check underneath the tarp? Is there any arugula? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God. (laughs) Arby's. I'm going to lift the
0: tarp or pull the tarp off. You see the creepy thing. Three points. Swirling symbol. Haven't I seen one of these before? Not particularly. You all hop on your boat. You set off to sea. So you're gliding down this river. The river is taking you all sort of, like I said, underneath the island. It's a flowing river. You come through. It's like a tunnel through this island uh, where the river flows through, like a cave, like a cavern that these catacombs have been built down into. And uh, it's not too far before you come out onto the river, the river that flows amidst the city of Brightport. As you are, uh, you see up ahead a bridge. And on that bridge, there are a number of hot feet.
1: I reach for my staff just so that I can or my spear I don't pull it out but I'm again
0: just just that comfort you see a number of uh, of these halflings they have short bows in their hands arrows knocked and bows drawn pointed in your direction you also see standing sort of like on top of the uh, edge of this bridge A scarred, gray-haired figure who you recognize as the Shiv with a hand in the air as if he's about to signal for a shot to be fired. Captain! Keep the helm straight! I want to cast Fog Cloud. You go set about to casting Fog Cloud as you do... uh, Who's got the highest perception? I'm sure it's you, Kellan. You got like plus seven to perception it ain't me um, yeah, I don't have that. so
1: I got a five but...
0: as you're all starting to sort of freak out and you, you set about about to cast fire cloud you, you, or fog cloud you notice another halfling hop up and skimper over to him quickly whispering in his ear and then you see as this disgusted look crosses the <laughs> shiv's face his shoulders slump he gives a signal and they all put their arrows down oh yeah Never mind. As you float gently underneath. Yep,
1: I stand up a little straight and just nod to the ship. Mm
0: -hmm. He just grimaces in return.
1: Oh. I salute them.
0: (laughs) You guys salute. (laughs) Uh, You continue on through. After a short while, you float downstream and follow the channels down into the ocean. And as you do, uh, you see a familiar ship come circling around facing you. And it is sailing wide. A gigantic black flag with a skull and red lightning bolts.
5: Hmm. I don't know how my mom would feel about me becoming a pirate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys sort of come up alongside the ship. You can see that they had their cannons prepared, holes open, ready for an ambush or waiting for someone to come out with them. Uh, what's your dude's name? Ilwin?
3: Yes, Ilwin.
0: Ilwin is standing there to the side. Uh, he says, Captain. I suppose we, uh, don't have anything to worry about. Nope,
3: I took care of business.
0: Pip and Skip were so ready for a fight. Uh, that's alright.
3: The fleet is begun, and the crew is increased.
0: Is that so? He looks down to the three of you guys, he says, Welcome aboard!
1: If they did still want to fight, we can always have a backyard brawl. That's alright, we
3: need to save our energy for better things. Of course, Captain.
0: Yes, perhaps uh, whenever, whenever Skip and Pip get in a sour mood, we might need someone to slap them around a bit.
1: These hands were made for slapping. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: Sometimes on a full moon night, you might want to watch out for the, the first mates. Yes, and don't let them bite you. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't let them bite you. The rats.
4: I'm just going to take like a
1: three. Step back. I'm gonna step back there three times. Like, okay, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do kind of not so seductive, but a little <laughs> bite back over to them, <laughs> slightly seductive. Uh, but, you know.
0: That was <laughs> strange. Anyhow, <laughs> this is very strange. That's what Charlie says. As that happens, he says, "So where are we heading, Captain?" To
3: Barland's Pass.
0: Ah, yes. Set sail for the East Coast. Shall we? And he like sort of hops down off the railing and runs over toward the helm, and the boat turns toward the east. Wolf'sbane Two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, the Electric Boogaloo.
3: Did you write that down?
0: I just now did. okay good. Sail off into the uh, well. I was gonna say sunset, but it's real dark. <laughs> <laughs> Pirate <Pyro laughs> flags flapping in the night. And that is where we will end this adventure.
5: Awesome! Wow. Awesome. Yep, that's awesome. I'm on a boat,
0: and now I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. The story of how Torin unwittingly became a pirate. <laughs>
3: the, yeah, the,
0: he's immediately
4: just going to go down to the uh, like into the hole. They <laughs> just like, "Bravalian, I'm so sorry. This is not my intention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you become a
3: pirate." Yes, uh, the, I know this is the your Paladin of, of know- prevalion is now a pirate hauling. Something that is a harbinger of the end of the world.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh
0: boy. Now a
1: pirate oh of Prevalian.
0: This is gonna end well. <laughs> hey, spoilers! It doesn't end well. <laughs> Not for some. Yeah. What? The okay. paladin who became a pirate. All right. Well, that was. Uh, I had a great time playing, guys. Uh, yeah, you had yeah. Fun. yeah. That was great fun. We hope you enjoyed hearing the adventures of Torin Yenrik Kellen Charlie, and of course, Linnaeus Darkstorm, Wah-ha-ha. the most infamous pirate of the Southern Seas.
3: Yeah.
1: Wait, I haven't—I well, haven't listened that far. What? What happens with this? <laughs>
0: Oh dear God! I'm just kidding. I was like, "Oh crap! What did we (laughs) just do?" (laughs) But I was like, "I asked. Uh, I specifically uh, asked." uh, (laughs) uh,
5: Abort button. Abort. Abort. (laughs) Abort. Abandon ship. We're being boarded.